Good morning, my kings, queens, princesses, and prince. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it and be glad. I come to you with Jesus' joy on this particular day. It is July 13, 2021, as we're still working on our morning devotion, and we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit, self-control, which is the eighth fruit of the Spirit. As we look at self-control, think about this as a reflection topic. Dear friend, I pray. Dear friend, I pray. The scripture reading reads from um, the third book of John, chapter 1, verses 2. And it says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. In the voice translation, it, sa it says, My beloved friend, I pray that everything is going well with you and that your body is as healthy as your soul is prosperous. Let us think about this. Healing and wholeness only occur when the mind, body, and spirit are in balance health and wealth wealth and health they're all prosperity and that is a total balance of our relationships with ourselves and with others and with things as we look at the scripture that we gave earlier for focus three times john uses the theme of goodness or wellness First is general encouragement, the same phrase which starts with verse was used in, to introduce Gaius in the third book of John, chapter 1, verse 1. Second, John prays a general blessing. Then he appeals for the health of Gaius. We don't know for sure that Gaius had any specific health concerns which would require prayer. But John seems to have known him for some time and speaks to his church members as children. And third, John spoke specifically about Gaius' spiritual maturity. John loved him. He spoke well of those he led in his church and commended his work. John emphasized the importance of truth which is mentioned a half a dozen times. The passage highlights the need for Christians to support each other so that missionaries and evangelists don't depend on the support from non-believers. John also spoke words against church leaders who were more interested in reputation and power than submission to the truth. We need for Christians to support each other so that missionaries and evangelists, again, don't support, have to go outside of the believers to get their support. So I want to say to you is don't get caught up in your own agenda, speaking against church leaders who are more interested in reputation and power 
than submission to the truth. That is God's business. That is not any of your business. Just be spiritually integral with ministry and affairs of others, period. And it tells us to be in good health. Well, for one thing, the soul is diseased with sin and may be said to be in good health when all its iniquities are forgiven and may be said to prosper when having a spiritual appetite for the gospel. The sincere milk of the word, it feeds upon it, it nur it's nourished by it, and grows thereby when it is in the lively exercise of faith, hope, and love. When spiritual knowledge is increased, or it grows in grace and in the knowledge of Christ Jesus, when the inward man is renewed day by day with fresh strength, and when it enjoys communion with God and has the light of his countenance and the joys of his salvation, and when it is fruitful in every good work. In today's world, the prosperity message has taken on a whole new meaning in many of the pulpits, where the call is to give God is often associated with receiving wealth back from God. Overall, the prayer of the third book of John chapter 1 verse 2 is one that touches our spirit, soul, and body. The three areas that really need to function very well if we are to have a good life. So whether you know how to pray or not, I encourage you to continue to pray and extend the love of God to others around you by saying words of prayer to touch every aspect of other people's lives. Right now, what this scripture is saying to us as we look at it, as we reflect today. When we speak in terms of our well-being, it is our experience of health, wealth, and prosperity. And it includes having a good mental health, a high life satisfaction, a sense of meaning or purpose, and the ability to manage our stress. Think about these questions to check on your own assessment of your whole, of your own total well-being. And you can rate it from 0 to 10. The number 1, I know how to maintain my happiness. Do you really know how to maintain your happiness? Number 2, I believe that I can learn skills to increase my happiness. Can you? Do you? Number three, I have good work-life balance. Do you? Number four, I hardly ever feel stressed. Oh, really? Number five, I feel good about myself. Okay. Number six, I think positively. Number seven, I can calm myself down after an upsetting experience. Let me say it again. I can calm myself down after an upsetting experience. Can you? Do you? Or will you? 
Number eight, I stay present in every moment. Moment. Do you stay present in every moment? Number nine, I know what matters most to me. Number 10, I voluntarily engage in behavior to benefit others. Number 11, I have many meaningful relationships with others. Number 12, I eat foods and support both my body and my mind. <clears throat> Number 13, I know myself inside and out. Number 14, I am happy. Number 15, I am really ready to put in the effort to increase my happiness. And one other I want to add in here. I drink healthy drinks such as water to keep my body functioning well so that my systems are hydrated. Well, as we look at this assessment, there are ways to help us with any of our weaknesses. I'm just going to name just the top three or four, and we'll look at others at another time. Number one, we must think positive. Positive thinking is another skill that tends to be highly correlated with our happiness. Indeed, being able to see the silver linings, or to be grateful for the good even when things aren't going well helps us to stay optimistic and it helps us to stay happy. And the good news here is that positivity is one well-being boosting skill that's fairly easy to build, assuming we actually want to build it. So are you thinking positive today? The scripture reads, what you put into your mouth cannot make you clean or unclean. It is what comes out of your mouth that makes you unclean. Later, the disciples came to Jesus. Do you realize the Pharisees were shocked by what you said? Jesus replied, every plant planted by someone other than my heavenly father will be plucked up by the roots. And that's the gospel according to Matthew chapter 15, verses 11 through 13. The number two thing is stress. How do you manage your stress? Stress is not only bad for our mental health, but it is also bad for our physical health. We are capable of handling quite a lot of stress until we aren't anymore. I had to learn this the hard way and ultimately spent a couple or more years, I don't know how many, maybe three, because I was so much into it, um, recovering from an illness largely caused by stress. And we can't get around stress. You just have to know how to manage your stress. I, so I strongly recommend learning how to manage your stress before it happens to you. Keep this scripture close as you look at, at stress. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. And he will be leading you. You'll be with he'll be with you, and he'll never fail you or abandon you. So don't be afraid. The next one is how is your self-confidence? 
My research consistently shows that self-confidence is the number one best predictor of health and happiness. If we don't feel good about ourselves, we may unintentionally sabotage our health and our happiness. That's why confidence is so important for our well-being. An example of this is people who were grossly overweight and in an emotionally abusive marriage for years. Both of these two things can fill one with insecurities and make one doubt their own self-worth as a person. So why the person may want to blame the other person when reality is about you and what's going on with you. The scripture tells us in Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And then the last one is resilience. Do you have any or where is it today? Sometimes life knocks us down. There is no getting around that. What really matters is our happiness and how easy it is for us to get back up. We will fall down, but we get back up. Or do we? Developing emotional resilience keeps those challenges and hardships from overwhelming us. You'll discover more quickly from difficult, you'll quickly uh, recover from difficulties and as a result more of your days will be happier the scripture tells us in psalms 119 verse 28 my soul is weary with sorrow strengthen me according to your word this is just a few to start off with today allow the triune god that is god jesus the holy spirit to carry you onward to build you up and to change whatever needs to be changed from the inside out instead of the outside in as we work on ourselves and our relationships with self we can be become more positive towards others again healing and wholeness only occur when the mind, body, and spirit are in balance. My friends, my beloved friend, I pray that everything is going well with you and that your body is as healthy as your soul is prosperous. That's the third book of John, chapter 2. Have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. Remember Jesus is Lord. And love yourself, love others, forgive yourself, and forgive others. Selah.